Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Extraordinary Talks and for today's video I have a very special guest, someone that I've been trying to have this interview with for quite some time now and it finally happened. I'm so glad to introduce you today to Samantha Panlilio, Bini Bini One from Cavite. This girl is the full package, she has so much going on and I cannot wait for you to hear the conversation that we had about so many things, everything from the pageant, the national costume, her advocacy, living in the US, US, growing up in the Philippines. So much substance. As usual, my friends, I'm going to ask you that if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel for more videos like this one, leave a comment in the section down below, tell me what did you think about the answers, about the questions, any feedback helps. So without further ado, my friends, let me introduce you to Samantha Panlilio right after the intro. All right, everyone. So just like I promised, here I have her, the beautiful Samantha Panilio. How are you doing, my dear? <laughs> very good, Luis. Thank you for having me and thank you for this opportunity. I'm very excited. Oh, well, actually, I'm the one thanking you because honestly, you've been such a joy to, to try to connect with you, you know, contacting you in the first place. You are so responsive, so nice. So I'm the one who is thankful here. <laughs> uh, so Sam, obviously, yeah. right now that you are starting the competition for Bini Bini Filipinas, I feel like there is a lot of eyes on you, a lot of attention. And that brings by itself a lot of new audience to your, to your pages, to your platform. How would you introduce yourself to someone who is not familiar with you? Like a first impression, let's say. Okay, so hello to all my new friends and followers. Um, my name is Samantha Pinilio. I'm this year's Beanie Beanie number one representing Cavite. And just a little um, tidbit about myself is that I graduated um, from the University of California, Irvine. And I have a degree in business and computer science. And um, right now I do work for my family's business. Um, I'm the CMO, so I'm the head of marketing and um, I work for um, land development and also resorts. And I'm also an entrepreneur and I hopefully plan to start my own um, bath business soon. Something like Lush, you know, something fun and creative. Amazing. So yeah, I'm very excited to launch that. Yes. So impressive, Sam. And, and you know, that's actually one of the things that I was going to talk to you about during the interview, but I'll keep it for later. But I love the <laughs> fact that you mentioned that. Um, I often ask people, you know, when I, when I ask them to introduce themselves for the first time, some of them go from like, hi, uh, my name is this and I come from this place. Or some of them start talking about like, I don't know, like their country, their family. Uh, you started yeah, yeah. by talking about your education. How important is that for you? It's very important because I feel that when I did uh, move to the U.S. for seven years, I feel like that was the place of growth for me. And so those years were very important. And I think that my degree was very hard. And so I'm very proud to um, mention it from time to time because <laughs> I was a coder before. So yeah, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you lived in the U.S. for seven years. So you were born and raised in the Philippines, right? Correct. Yes. yes. When did you move to the to the U.S.? So I was there on a student visa. So I was just there only for college. And so, okay. yeah, I did five years since I have two degrees. And then I was always destined to move back to the Philippines after getting some work experience there as well. Okay, amazing. Yeah. And how would you describe, let's say, like your childhood and the context of you growing up in the Philippines? What was it like? 
it was very fun, you know, and I think Filipino culture, there's just, it's just so vibrant. I can't even describe it. Like there's just so many fiestas happening, you know, like festivals and we just have so many traditions. And so I think I had a very fruitful childhood and I'm very blessed and very thankful to be able to say that today. Amazing. So <laughs> in this time that you moved to the U.S., right, was there at some point you feel like um, a cultural shock? or something that you felt like it was different between the Philippines and the U.S., there are major cultural differences. So how do you feel about that? I was definitely culture shocked like crazy because when I moved to the U.S., it was just me. And so I really had to adapt to my environment. But I think that was the funnest part about it, you know, like meeting new people with so many different perspectives and ideas about the world. And it really opened my eyes and I think made me a, an even more open person today. So I, I also want to add that actually... What I had a hard time with was actually moving back. And so they call it like re-culture shock. And so it's very common for international students. So yeah. <laughs> I can definitely understand that because I live in Canada, but I'm I'm originally from Cuba. And I always Ooh. feel <laughs> yeah. I always feel like every time well, I go back home, I have like this few days of adjustment. Um yes. or something about the weather or it's something about the water, yeah. something about the food. So I can definitely <laughs> understand that. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, preparing for the interview, of course, I was looking for fun facts about you and stuff, you know, that I'd be uh, I'd be able to bring up during the interview. This is like the general vibe that I get from you, Sam, is the fact that you are such a down-to-earth person, such a natural girl, <laughs> looking at some videos, some interviews, and I see that you have like this passion for cooking, for animals. <laughs> Yes, I love I love food and I'm obsessed with my dog. <laughs> yeah, so um, fun fact, my dog actually just gave birth. So she just had six um, male Samoyeds. Oh and what are the odds? They're all male. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Very cute. <laughs> so cute. And I also was, um, I was quite impressed by this. Uh, while you were in the US, you actually got to meet Ellen DeGeneres. I did. <laughs> I was Fangirling. So my friends and I, because to get tickets to the actual, you know, the Ellen show, like the talk show, um, you kind of just apply for it and it's all free. And so finally, after two years of waiting in line, we finally got the tickets. And while we were there, the producers, I guess, noticed us in line because we were so loud, you know, we were just having fun. And they asked us to audition for the game of games. And so that's how I got into her game show. So it was, um, it was quite a thrilling experience and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of those yeah. live uh, fun moments that you're always going to have to tell stories to everyone. All right, Sam. So let's talk a little bit here about the competition and uh, something that I'm not going to lie. I was quite impressed by when I, when I found out this. Is this your first ever pageant, if I'm not mistaken? <laughs> yes, it's my first pageant ever. <laughs> Wow. How does that feel? Like, how do you feel going into, into the competition knowing that it's your first one? Well, I definitely felt a lot of pressure going in because another fun fact, my aunt Myrna Pinillo was actually the first ever woman to win the Bini Bini Filipinas universe. And so um, I definitely felt pressure because it's been 50 years ever since another Pinillo joined. Um, but I have to say that this has been the most fulfilling experience thus far. And um, you know, you grow with a pageant and you grow with the people and the people you meet along the way. And so I'm just very thankful to be here and I can't wait to fight. We cannot wait to see what you're going to bring. 
Yes. Precisely when I was telling you that I was surprised to 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 find out that it's, it's your first one. It's because you have this aura about you. You exude so much confidence. You seem like you're in charge, like you're in control. And I put myself in your shoes and I was like, if this was my first budget, I'd be like freaking out right now. But yeah. I felt like you're doing great. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. I'm freaking out on the inside sometimes, but oh, I, I guess it. I could just um, mask it, <laughs> mask it well. No need for that. You got this. We're all rooting for you. So oh, thank <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> Precisely, you brought up the fact that there is some history of pageantry in the family. Do you feel like that adds an extra layer of pressure? Or do you just feel like you're just carrying a legacy at this point? Honestly, I just feel like I'm carrying a legacy because um, unfortunately, I wasn't really able to get to know my Aunt Myrna because she passed away when I was very young. Yeah. So she's my dad's cousin. So, but it was kind of cool because I was actually able to connect with a lot of the other Panmilios in the world. So when I, when they announced the top 40, a lot of um, different relatives actually reached out to me and now we have a group chat and we're all trying to figure out how we're related. And so it's, it's been very nice to a, a lot of support from distant relatives. That's so cool. Such a cool story. Yes. At the same time, you know, something that happened such a long time ago at, at the same time to bring family members together nowadays. It's just yes. like mind blowing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so what would you say are some of your ambitions for the competition? You know, obviously everyone is in for, for the crowns that are at stake, but everyone sometimes have like different expectations, whether it's mm -hmm. to network with some of the girls, whether it's to, you know, like a develop a relationship with some of the sponsors. What do you expect out of this experience going in? So when I went in, I actually chose to go in also, not just because of my legacy, but because I wanted to connect with more, you know, like-minded individuals who are fighting for a good cause. And, you know, this batch of girls this year, they've been so amazing. And of course, we've gotten so much closer given that the pageant is almost two years now in the running. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's really what I was looking for. Just also like connections to, you know, find future bridesmaids and to um, have more connections here in the Philippines when I did move back. And so. Okay. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about your uh, national costume. Very early on when the pictures were released, I filmed a video with one of my friends, uh, Gian Lasala. I think you know him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Gian and I filmed a video and because we didn't want to make it too long, we told ourselves we're going to pick like a top five each and we're just going to like discuss it very briefly. You were within my top five. And honestly, that was just judging by the picture back in the day because we didn't have the videos just yet that were just released. Yes. And I was mind blown by, by your costume. Now we have the video and when I look at it, the, the attention to detail, the design, everything is just like on point. How do you feel about your costume? How did you come up with the idea? Was it a collaboration? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so it was actually a collaboration with my designer. Shout out to Clevin Bartolava. And thank you again so much for making my national costume. It's amazing. Um, so what we did, we actually went around Cavite, which is the province I'm representing. Yeah. And we just wanted to get inspired, you know, because Cavite is known for the Philippine Revolution and where we actually gained our, ind our independence. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to... Um, get inspiration from freedom um the revolution and you know i guess an eagle is what came to our minds because it's also the national animal of the philippines and to top it off the crown was actually inspired by my aunt myrna's winning crown in Vini Vini. so I'll, it's a very meaningful national costume and i feel very confident in it 
definitely. Oh. I really love the fact that there's not only a meaning to to the costume for the place that you're representing and all, but also for yourself. So there's a personal story within that. Let's talk about a little bit of your advocacy. I feel it's one of the of the aspects that really made me gravitate towards you because I feel like it's a very important subject, very um, very modern as well. But at the same time, something that not everyone understands right now. It takes a little bit of bringing awareness, educating the people. So can you tell us a little bit about what is building a sustainable community? Uh, and how do we explain it to someone who has never been in, in contact with that? Of course. So actually, um, like I said already on my advocacy video, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the systems we live in now are really not sustainable. And so it's kind of a hard concept um, to explain to people because it's hard to it's hard to break old habits. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a saying like that. And so um, with my advocacy, I chose to focus first on agriculture and farming because it only makes sense that we focus on what's essential and integral to our daily um, lives like food and how that's produced and how uh, how many lands are not um, developed properly and so um, also for me you know living in hello yeah can you hear me oh okay you pause you pause for oh. a I don't know if you pause or if you were staring <laughs> I was like because he's still there <laughs> but yeah okay so as I was saying um <laughs> You know, since I live in Metro Manila and, you know, it's already a city that's built, it just makes more sense to focus on, you know, new cities being built around it and being able to change that um, way of how it's built into a more sustainable way. Because, you know, sustainability is a big word and there's not one word to describe it, but there are a lot of different things, um, small things that you can do to help contribute to making the world as sustainable as it could be. So what I really like about your advocacy is that not only for, let's say, like the country, but it's something that can really be brought to an international level. So mm -hmm. this has the potential to, you know, help communities, not only in the Philippines, but many, many countries around the world. And I can tell you myself uh, by experience coming from Cuba, a country that is still in the progress of being developed and there's so much work to do and i know that this sub this subject is some of the things that you know we are discussing constantly how can we better ourselves how can we be more independent how can we uh, rely less on other people you know very solid point right here can you tell us a little bit about how some of the communities in the philippines has been uh, impacted during the pandemic oh a lot of the communities in the philippines were impacted um sad to say very hard because the economy really went down and it was very sad to see that because people can't work um, obviously they can't also eat or make money to get food and basic necessities and so the country was hit really hard and it was very heartbreaking to see but I'm just very happy to say that, you know, a lot of people came together, you know, we put up food donation drives or um, the LGUs, the local government units did some things also for um, the uh, smaller places or what we call them barangays in the Philippines. And so um, I think that everyone has been helping each other despite the COVID. And so, yeah, I think we're on our way to recovering hopefully soon. I really admire that about Filipinos. You know, I feel like there's this sense of, community when it comes to Filipinos yes. as a nation there's this sense of pride that honestly I've seen very very rarely in other countries like of course people are proud of their nation you know like oh I'm I'm Cuban I relate to like my fellow Cubans but there's something about Filipinos where it's like doesn't matter where in the world like you meet each other it's like close bond it's and it's <laughs> <laughs> your relatives already basically <laughs> exactly. 
how can we bring some awareness to to the communities and to the people? Because one thing is explaining it, a very different thing is helping the people adapt behaviors that will be inclusive of these practices in the future, you know, and that will slowly but surely make this an integrating part of their lives. Right. So I think for me to be able to apply something, you have to experience it first. And so, you know, depending on the community that you're in or the place that you're in, you know, go to a seminar, watch a TED talk that relates more to what kind of urban living you're in. Or, you know, if you live in the province, go to the farm and like try to understand, you know, how food is made and what's the most sustainable way. And um, there's just so many things under the sun that you could do to be able to understand it. But it really it really does depend on where you are and how it can apply to you. So yeah, reach out to your local um, sustainability government units. I'm sure there are so many and they're just there. You just have to find them and put in that first effort so that you can experience it and then so that you can apply it and actually understand it too. Amazing. What would you say have been some of the biggest challenges that you have faced when it comes to to your advocacy? I think the biggest challenge, um, actually when I first chose my advocacy, I actually have experience with Habitat for Humanity. So I was more focused on just building infrastructures and because that's what I knew and that's what I had experienced before. But I'm actually so surprised that it has evolved into agriculture and farming. And so, you know, that was first of all a struggle for me because I thought that that line stopped there. You know, we just have to build houses. We just need to build more roads. But really, there's so much more to it. And, you know, that, that it really genuinely makes me so much more passionate about it that there's so many things under the sun to cover and so many ways that you can help as well as i was preparing for the interview i was doing like some some research about you like who you are as a person what you do and all of that and from what i was able to gather correct me if i'm wrong uh your family is mainly in in real estate is that correct Yes, more more so into land development. And um, we also have some resorts around the Philippines. It was very nice to see the fact that your family is in real estate, but at the same time, you are taking into consideration this advocacy that is really for bettering the, the future of the people. And like I was saying, it's not only about the the generation right now but this is for future generations so i feel like it's going to have an impact in the long run and it's only beneficial for them and for the country the economy so many different things 100 agree (laughs) (laughs) all right so now we're going to talk a little bit about the competition um what would you say so as a first time beauty queen in a pageant let's say what is the most challenging part of being in a pageant so far for you I think that the most challenging part was actually having um, getting people to actually get to know me um, because um, I, I find that quite hard, especially when you have other beautiful ladies you're competing with who have had experiences before. And so that was definitely something that I did struggle with. And also, you know, the pressure of being candidate number one, it was always um, <laughs> before it was pressure to me, but now I actually quite enjoy being the first one. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because candidate number one, that sounds really good, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and plus like, you know, when we have all these interviews, they always call me on first and I don't have any idea what the questions are. (laughs) And so after after I answer that, all the girls are like, so what did they say? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Well, you're handling it like a pro. So from a physical and a mental perspective, what would you say are some of the biggest obstacles to overcome? On the physical part, you know, definitely you have to diet a lot, but um, I guess fortunately and unfortunately, my body really um, 
it, it responds to fasting. And so that is my main, uh, yeah, I fast like three times a week. So I don't eat for three days within the week. And that really, you know, I think preps my body and puts it into that optimal yeah. uh, fighting level, I think. So that has been also an obstacle for me, of course. It's hard not to eat. I mean, food is great, <laughs> right? <Don't worry> about <laughs> it. <laughs> and then um, as for the mental obstacles that I've gone through, it's definitely me being able to balance my family business while doing the pageant and being full on with this as well. So that's something that I definitely um, have to pay more attention to exactly. is my time management. Yeah. Exactly. And at the same time, because when you think about it, when you join the pageant, life doesn't stop. So you still have your business, the, the family, you still have like your friends and your personal life to take care of. But at the same time, there are so many expectations and people, everyone has their own opinion. And we've seen in the past few months how demanding fans can be during a pageant. How do you feel about the pressure and the people who have like this constructed uh, perception of who you are or what you can bring to the table? You know, I very much support hardcore, you know, pageant fans because they're there and at the end of the day, they just want to support you. And so, like I always say, you know, when people ask me about dashers or people who are constructive towards me, mm -hmm. I always tell them, you know, maybe it's smart not to ignore those comments. You know, maybe those people have a point, you know, maybe there's something you can improve on it as well. And so, you know, I feel quite indifferent about um, the pressures from other people, because again, at the end of the day, you know, what matters is yourself about who you are. And you, instead of, um, looking at it in a negative light, you might as well look at it in a positive light, you know, that these people are pushing for you to win. And of course, you know, you're all on the same team, you're all in team Philippines. And so okay. I don't see anything, you know, negative in that aspect. I love that answer. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that when you are in a competition, it's important to know, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? So what do you consider to be your biggest strengths uh, in this competition? What can you bring to the table that you know that you can excel at? And what is something that you're still working on or that you would like to improve for the competition? So I think that one of my biggest strengths is definitely the fact that I can adapt to any environment that you put me in. You know, I'm a very, very social person. Um, I love to talk and, you know, I'm just very outgoing um, in my own nature. And so I think that's the biggest strength that I have. And I also, I think, um, have experience, you know, public speaking too. when I go to meetings for work, you know, I'm very used to presenting things. And so that's definitely one of the strengths. Um, as for the weakness, you know what, again, this is my first pageant, I've never really trained for one nor, you know, focused on a pageant walk. And so that has was a struggle for me. But you know, I think as the time goes, and given the length of our um, duration in this pageant, I think that I put extra, extra work and effort into focusing on my walk. And so that is a work in progress, but it will always be a work in progress, I think, for anyone. So now that you mentioned that, I actually remember what my previous question was. <laughs> the one that I was <laughs> looking for. <laughs> so, you know, when I first started, like, making videos about Bini Bini Filipinas, and we actually have that in common. For me, this is my first year as a vlogger covering the pageant. And, you know, um, my audience really, really loves um, beauty pageants. And when I told them I'm going to start like looking into this pageant, you know, I'm going to start um, meeting the girls and talking to them. And everyone was so excited. I pretty much got this, um, this impression that you are pretty near to the top. I mean, like you're a fan favorite. Um, do you think that's something positive or 
would you rather go like under the radar and then like show them everyone what you got? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I actually feel that I, you know, slowly started to improve in terms of being a candidate. And, you know, I very, very much appreciate people who were able to see that side of me as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I really, again, I really don't mind how people view me as long as I know that I'm growing too. And, you know, I do like to, you know, show some moves like here and there, you know, <laughs> so. Who's that girl? I am, I that's am. That's what I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> soon. <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> exactly. I love that, you know, and I think it's all about, just like you said, it's very nice to have all of these people looking at you, rooting for you and that believe in you. But at the end of the day, it's really up to you to like what you're going to bring to the table because it doesn't matter like some girls don't make it as much into like the the bloggers like top 10 or this or that or the rankings but it doesn't define you as a person as a candidate so yeah. I'm really glad to see that you have that that perspective when it comes to that and we believe in you we know that you're gonna go far <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're gonna get it's, it's a good transition the fact that i just remember my question now because we're gonna get yeah. into some fun questions that i got from my instagram stories for you so the first one says bini bini filipinas has a legacy in the philippines why did you choose this pageant rather than another one so I chose it because as a kid, I always watch Beanie Beanie every year. My mom and my aunt are obsessed. And so I could not pass off this opportunity. And plus, again, my aunt was there. So it only makes sense. I think it's, a, you know, for a start, it's an amazing start because Beanie Beanie Filipinas has such a legacy, such a, a reputation. So I believe that, you know, this is only the beginning, but it's also such an amazing, amazing start. I agree. Next question, how would you define success in pageantry? I would define success in pageantry is when you find out who you are. Because pageants, for some reason, have a way of bringing you to know yourself more. And when you do know yourself more, that's when you can project all that positive energy and all that good juju onto other people and really show them you know, that you can shine with their support as well. So yeah, that's yeah. how I can define it. I was actually uh, having this conversation the other day and I tell myself it must be so interesting being in this in the context of of a pageant because you are surrounded not only by beautiful girls physically speaking but also people with so much talent with so much um, good values that has so much to bring to the table so you're on, not only there to showcase yourself but also to nourish from these people like it must be such a an interesting environment. I agree. And it, we just have such a positive vibe, like especially this batch, you know, I love it. I love all the girls. They're amazing. That's really the vibe that I got so far. Everyone is so nice. Everyone's on the same page when it comes yeah. to this. So I'm glad to see that, you know, perfect. And the last fun question, what separates you from other girls? What makes Sam the girl? The girl, <laughs> the, the girl. girl. <laughs> I think what separates me, um, you know, don't get me wrong, everyone has their own strengths and I totally respect that. Yes. But for my personal side, I think what separates me is are my um, experiences and my experience being independent for so many years before. And, you know, I think that I definitely intend to use that and play and use that to my strengths and play um, my strategy like that in the past. I like that. And I'm going to tell you from the perspective 
not only of like a vlogger, but someone who, who has been like making a little research about you, a fan, someone who looks up to you as well. I truly believe that you have the potential to be a role model in the sense that you are a young, successful woman who is doing a lot for her community, who is invested, you know, and you have like so many things going on, but you still have time for other people. So I know for a fact that this is only the beginning of the journey for you. And I really, really hope that you go as far as you want to, that you can accomplish all of your objectives within this competition and within like any projects that you have in the future. So just know that we are rooting for you and uh, we look up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to send you some soaps once I get my bath business going. (laughs) Oh, you're so cute. (laughs) Looking forward to that. (laughs) Sam, just before we finish the interview, uh, I would like for you to imagine right now that we are in a theater full of people. Uh, what is your message to the audience? What would you like to say to the people watching you, rooting for you as of right now? So to all my, I call them my hashtag Sam Blazers. Um, first and foremost, I would always just like to say thank you and that I'm very, very, very grateful for your support. You know, you guys are what keeps me going. And it's so insane that so many people believe in me that it, I believe in myself even more. And so it just means the world to me for your support. And I also want you to know that I will be fighting my hardest in this competition. And, you know, right now, my utmost goal is to just win a crown um, for you. And I am ready to take on an international stage for the Philippines. And I'm very excited for that. And we are excited for you. You have what <laughs> we believe in you. We are rooting for you. And it doesn't matter what happens during the competition any outcome of it girl no one can take that away from you okay thank you thank you Louise. oh my dog is saying hi <laughs> <laughs> oh so cute <laughs> like a furball <laughs> all right samuel thank you so much for doing this it was truly a pleasure to have you here and have this conversation with you i'm sure that my audience will be more than glad Everyone that is watching, please go ahead and follow Sam on social media. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to show her some love, some support, because that's what fans are here for, right? So (laughs) thank you so much for having me. Such a great opportunity to speak with you. Always a pleasure, darling.